With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 108 minutes two, to quarantine failure. Two, Master seven, caution. Reset. Two, no current alarms. Vault temperature within normal six, parameters. Two, Vault pressure within normal two, parameters. Zero, Vault humidity within zero. normal parameters. Vault integrity test report secured. Talk show. We'll do it live. Manual override achieved. Station uplink. Enter three, two. I'm Sergeant Drano, and you are listening to a communication from Station 7, or The Door. Station 7 is a sociological experiment in progress for members of the Dharma Initiative and fans of Lost and The Walking Dead, so we're going to go ahead and open up our lines for anyone who wants to communicate. Opening communications channel. Waiting. Waiting. Well, Lost is over. Satellite uplink established. But it turns out, Damon and Carlton's prediction was true. What's really fun is to actually have a character back who is dead, but isn't really dead. When someone dies on Lost, they're dead. And that's really it. Like, we're not trying to be sneaky and they're going to come back as a zombie. Or... Year 7, you're going to regret that zombie comment. I am. I am really going <laughs> to regret that. Year 7 is actually, the subtitle is Lost Zombies. <laughs> and it's just... Everybody who we've killed off over the years coming back and trying to eat people. It'll be cool. It'll be like, it'll be like Stephen King. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. So today we review episode 76 of The Walking Dead. The title of the episode is The Next World. We'll rate the episode, review things a bit, and follow that up with the Walker of the Week, the Roger Award, and our survival scenario. Last but not least, we'll make some spoiler-free predictions for what we think might happen next. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. <sighs> All this housework to do, and I have to look good for that dinner party tonight. I wish there was an accessory that could help me. Did someone say, help me? Who are you? I have flashed from the future to tell you about the amazing Lost Scarf. Amazing Lost Scarf? Tell me more. Okay. The amazing Lost Scarf is the scarf that does it all. Sharp enough to cut through this tin can, but soft enough to swaddle your baby to sleep. 
Wow, I'm impressed. But what about my dinner party tonight? Speaking of sharp and soft, wear the amazing law scarf to look sharp on the town or in the soft candlelight of a romantic dinner at home. There's got to be a catch. How do I clean it? Simple. Just swish it around in a coconut bowl of seawater and a drop of Dharma-style shampoo. Can it core an apple? Yes, it can core an apple. Razzle-dazzle, I'm sold. And you will be too. The Amazing Lost Scarf by Chronoco is just fifteen forty-two. Order now and you'll get another 107 scarves. That's 108 scarves in all for the same fifteen forty-two. Call one three three four three one six lost Search iTunes under Lost in Order or go to the address lostinorderpodcast.wordpress.com. Ships to the U.S. and Canada. Sorry, they're not going to Guam. Okay, so let's see who we've got on the line for tonight. From Methodic John. Hey, Methodic John, how's it going? It's going good. Hopefully this week I won't have to duck out early. (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) Only time will tell. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, uh, and who else we got up there? Incoming transmission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Doing fine. How about you guys tonight? Hopefully well. Not too bad. Did you see uh, much action from those uh, tornadoes a few days ago? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't even notice that this. I, I heard thunder as I looked out and saw the, how odd the sky looked. But other than that, it was it. Uh, we actually lost power for a day and a half. Really? That sucks. Uh, it did suck. <laughs> okay, who else we got up there? Incoming transmission from Mr. Bad. Hey, Mr. Bad, how's it going? It's going good, very good. It was a little bit sunny out, it's supposed to warm up tomorrow. Yes, uh, it is. Yes, spring's Great. coming, my crocuses are starting to uh, sprout up, and little flowers are coming up. Cool, <laughs> glad to hear it. Uh, we got anybody else up there? That's it. Um, the uh, Mr. Good is uh, missing in action, and my... Uh, nephew is uh, has been recalcitrant in his duties of watching The Walking Dead. Oh, he's behind. Okay. All right. Uh, well, shall we get started then? Yes, uh, I think so. <laughs> okay. Now, here we go with that first thing that we do. Okay, so uh, some weeks have passed since the Great Walker Massacre, and an almost Mayberry-like calm has settled in over Alexandria. Carl is patched up and walking about, and he does a good impression of Hiltz, the Cooler King from Stalag Luft Three, better known as Steve McQueen from The Great Escape, banging a ball incessantly against a wall. It's therapy, goddammit. Uh, the most pressing concerns are getting someone's favorite squeeze. Getting someone's favorite squeeze. Oh, getting someone's favorite squeeze, her pop of choice, and getting people to stomach sorghum. The most life-threatening problem now is who controls the CD player as Rick takes control and rides off into honky-tonk heaven to Daryl's deep displeasure. As Rick and Daryl go in search of supplies... Uh, Rick is positively beaming with joy and positive vibes, man. Have the Alexandrians started cultivating marijuana? Or did he catch a glimpse of Michonne in the shower? Mmm, they seem very comfortable around each other. What will come of this newfound intimacy? 
In any case, destiny calls and fate points our heroes to the Sorghum Repository, where they find all things not Sorghum. Some might ask how a truckload of fresh supplies, look closely and you'll see what appears to be fresh-picked corn, came to be in this Sorghum storehouse, but our heroes merely count their blessings and skedaddle with their unearned goods. Hopefully the rightful owners won't come looking or hold any hard feelings at this opportunistic pillaging. In any case, our heroes stop at a gas station to search for some pop to oblige Dr. Denise's sleep-filled cravings. And lo and behold, a masked man literally bowls them over. Who is that masked man, you may ask? Well, it's Jesus, GD. The dead have risen, and Jesus has come back to save us. Or perhaps he just wants to save his shit from being stolen. He quickly plays a distrustful Daryl like a banjo from one of Rick's honky-tonk CDs. He's already lifted the truck keys from Rick during their accidental bump and run. And when Daryl gives him his walking orders, he's off to the races. And while the sounds of gunfire distract our distrustful Alexandrian rubes, they discover not guns, but fireworks. Yes, just like the fireworks others have used to distract and draw away the mindless Zeds, our Alexandrian dolts have their truckload of ill-gotten gains filched from them as Jesus literally enacts that famous parable, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but don't steal Jesus' shit, you bastards! At this point, uh, if you were listening closely, you could have heard this Grateful Dead song playing as Rick and Daryl give chase. Now the race is on, and here comes pride of the backstage. Our heroes don't give up easily. Uh, Sorghum and molasses is definitely not their first choice for a meal, and they huff it after Jesus and the truck and its cash of yummy supplies. Luckily, Jesus blows a tire. Guess you gotta watch where you toss those thorny crowns. And he soon finds himself hogtied by some angry and footsore Alexandrians. Rick isn't interested in sermonizing and tells Jesus, <laughs> wow, we're thick with the puns today, and tells Jesus that he should be able to get out of those knots eventually. <laughs> Probably before a walker comes by. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Rick is back to his honky-tonk heaven with no more thought for Jesus than what he gave for the dead backpacker from Clear. But evidently, Rick's knots were a little too loose because Jesus escaped them as easily as he did the grave. And when Rick drives the truck over a field, they hear the sounds of Jesus thumping on the roof. Sure enough, Jesus is alive and well, at least till Rick jams on the brakes and he falls head over heels to the hard earth. Daryl plays the part of a keystone cop and proceeds to uh, chase Jesus over hill and dale. Daryl is having a hard time, and even after Jesus saves him from a walker, he continues attacking. Rick is forced to stop the truck and come to his aid, but the moron forgets to take the keys again and doesn't even bother to put it in park. So when the truck's handbrake slips, their hard-fought-over prize rolls into the river and is completely lost. What a day of scrounging with nothing but Jesus is their reward. While Daryl is all for leaving a now-unconscious Jesus behind, Rick hears the calling and notes that he did save Daryl and never pulled a gun on either of them. So they take an unconscious Jesus back to Alexandria. Personally, I don't think Rick was being a do-gooder just trying to find new ways of knowing Daryl. And sure enough, 
On the ride home, he constantly swerves the truck to force the unconscious Jesus to flop onto an increasingly disgruntled Daryl. Back in Alexandria, they leave Jesus in a room with a glass of water. I guess he's supposed to turn it into wine. And a welcome note. Meanwhile, Enid and Carl walk through the woods. Why? Because that's what kids do. Well, specifically a horny one-eyed kid who wants to get into Enid's shorts. I don't know. He didn't seem that horny to me. Uh, but Enid is a killjoy. And when Walker Deanna wanders by, uh, Carl abandons Enid and leads Walker Deanna to her son, Spencer, who he spotted earlier with Michonne trailing. Spencer gets a little closure by putting his mom to rest, and a dirty, dirty girl Michonne heads back to Alexandria in need of another shower. Uh, Rick and Michonne, both played out by today's activities, slump together on the couch, and before you know it, are involved in a clumsy teenage makeout scene, which quickly escalates into a bow chicka bow wow walking dead sex scene. Where are the boobs, Kirkman? Do I have to buy the comics or what? Actually, there are boobs in the comics. <laughs> the uh, sublimely exhausted couple drift off into dreamland until Jesus shatters their repose and tells the two lovebirds, caught in flagrante delecto, that they need to have a talk. Something Rick's dead, or at least Kirkman should have done a long time ago. Hopefully Rick wrapped his rascal. You know, had you know had a rap on his... What? A rap Hopefully... on his monkey. What? A condom. You know, Wait, wrapped his what? rascal. A rap on the monkey. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean. I was just trying to figure out the sentence, you know had a rap on his monkey. Hopefully Rick wrapped his rascal. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, there's a comma missing. <laughs> Hopefully Rick wrapped his rascal, you know, had a rap on his monkey. Otherwise, Carl might be babysitting two siblings soon. The end. <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think of this episode? Uh, what did you think of it? Methodic John. Methodic He's gone already! <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit him back in. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Brian, uh, how would you rate this episode? I gave it a six. A six? Mm, yeah. I'm too fond of this one. Okay, all right. Uh, there were just some things about it I just didn't like care for. Yeah, right, that's cool. That's, that's allowed. That's permitted. Um, how about uh, you, Methodic John? Uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Mr. Bad? I thought it was great. I was uh, debating between an eight or nine. I, I gave it eight. You know, it was very... It really was a Rick, Daryl, Jesus episode. And um, yeah. uh, it, in as much as it was that, I, I enjoyed it. I gave it an eight. Okay. And Methodic John is still not here. And I think that's... I'm the only one left, right? That's all we got, right? Correct, correct. Okay, okay. Uh, I will give it... Uh, um, I guess I'll give it an 8, which is kind of my average rating for episodes, I guess. It, it was definitely a lot different than last week's. Um, I don't know. I've heard... I've heard some people say that they think this is one of the best episodes of the series. I'm not sure I'd agree with that, but, I mean, it was it was all right. It was fine. <laughs> so, um, what made the episode better? What made it worse? Uh, uh, what worked? What didn't work for you, Brian? What didn't work was Diana getting out of Alexandria as a walk. I mean, that's a possibility, but yeah. I found that a little bit far-fetched when they basically... Because I would have felt that, one, if... They did not close the door. How do we she have gotten out? Right. Um, but I don't remember if they closed the door or not. I'm pretty sure they did. So uh, that didn't work for me. Oh, oh, um, oh can I interrupt? 
Uh, you, you may. She opens the door, and you see her. The last thing you see of her is screaming uh, in rage. You know, I met the defiance, front door. Screaming in defiance at the zombies who are going. I also, I also met the front door. I think they closed oh, it behind. Oh. Yeah. Well, she also. But, but no, there was another entrance. I think they broke their way in, so she still probably could have gotten out. Thinking about it now, but. Still, how? Why would she have gotten out? How would getting out of Alexander? I just don't understand why she would have got. I want to go this way instead of milling with everybody. I just, I just didn't think it was that believable. Yeah, uh, yeah. somehow she got out of the building and yeah, the horde, but got, the whole horde got killed. But somehow she didn't. Then she got all the way out of the town. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't really care. The, the thing with Enid, I just, I'm like, either just kill her off or give her a decent storyline. Other than that, I'm bored with her. Um, <laughs> Um, let's see, what else did I not like about this episode? Um, I, I think, I will tell you my like of the episode. What I did like is that they really tried to build on that family thing. I did enjoy that because it has been two months since, um, last episode. I think they, uh, said, they said on uh, Talking Dead was two months. Um, I did not like, um, the introduction of, uh, of, um, of, um, Jesus, because it seemed very sudden. So, I mean, it just seemed like that was his shit. He knew it was his shit. He uh-huh. followed them. Got They stopped. Also, them, and, and this is probably going to go into the next segment, too, them not taking that truck and not just going straight back to Alexandria. I just don't understand why they didn't do that. That didn't uh-huh. work for me. I'm just, there was just so much stuff I gave it a six. I was just frustrated by the end. I mean, it was just like, go, just, you got a lot of crap, good crap, go back, and then you come out the next day. Just, Go back. I, I just, uh, I just didn't like. I just got frustrated with it. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, Mr. Bed, what made it better or worse? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, I liked uh, the Rick Daryl, you know, uh, uh, mm. interaction. Uh, Rick was a dick, man. <laughs> he just, <laughs> you know, he uh, he was just uh, twi- you know, taking the, you know, just uh, annoying Daryl for the hell of it. You know, that honky tonk music was really <laughs> getting on Daryl's nerves and. <laughs> Um, I I love the character Jesus. I thought it was great, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they should have known right off the bat that they were stealing somebody's stuff. There were fresh vegetables there; you could see green stuff. I have to admit, I did not notice, but uh, I mean, I don't dispute that there were if you spotted them. <laughs> and I n- it never even occurred to me that they were taking somebody else's stuff. I just figured they found a truck with stuff, <laughs> which seems silly. Yeah. On, in retrospect, <laughs> in the sorghum house, yeah. But uh, I enjoyed that. I love the uh, the interaction between uh, Paul, the Jesus character. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he kept uh, playing them, and even after he ties them up, it's like he gets loose right away. He's on the truck. <laughs> you know. Miraculously, yes, even. miraculously, very much so. <laughs> yes. The only thing that uh- didn't work for me were that. For me, it was pretty obvious that they were stealing someone else's supplies, and uh-huh. I thought they were smart enough to recognize that. I'm not sure they would have or would not have, but um, hmm. I mean that would have been a good point. Uh, in the uh, Walking Dead um, Telltale game, that's actually a big turning. I mean, a, a big, big uh, point. There's, there's an issue where they're driving down the road. They're starving. They're in bad shape. And there's a car abandoned there, and they have a whole bunch of groceries and food in the back. And they're mm-hmm. calling, and the people don't come, and they take the food. One of your options is to take the food, and um, it causes a major plot point uh, later on in the uh, story. Uh, 
And I guess the food, it turns out it was somebody else's and, like, it was took their else's. food. <laughs> and, and that person hold, held a grudge, put it that way. My goodness. <laughs> okay. Uh, Methodic John back yet? Yes. All right. Um, and what, what's your rating for the episode, and then uh, what worked or didn't work for you? Sharon, give the episode a seven. It was mm-hmm. very good, strong, but yeah. I think the... Um, a couple things just really kind of took it down from being a 10, like Deanna showing up in the woods with no bites. Um, <laughs> well, she was already bitten, I guess. I mean, she didn't have to be. Yeah, but when she right. screams and yells at the walkers in the house. You would expect them to attack her some more, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't look like she had any, you know, offensive bite marks. Uh, and I agree with him this because she really should have been torn up pieces. Uh, Agreed. So that 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 took it down. And I also think um, I, I just don't see Daryl and Rick just keep on going if they got the mother load like that in and of itself mm-hmm. makes no sense. And <laughs> that's you know convenient for plot, but I think in reality, those guys would have been like, "We're going right back home and dumping this off." Uh-huh. So, so that's hey. that. Somebody say something? No, I just I agree with him on that point. Dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a good uh, point. Gotta, like I said, I gave it a six, perfectly because of the frustrating things, like not going straight back to Alexandria, and the thing with um, with uh, uh, Diana being out there. And I'm I'm sure if I watched it with right now, I probably could find some more stuff that would probably just it just would drive me insane. <laughs> yeah. Um. And for myself, uh, yeah, I guess I'm pretty much echoing the same points. Um, uh, I thought I, I liked Jesus' introduction. Um, it's, it was really – it struck me as odd how sort of cheerful this episode is overall compared to you know so many other episodes of The Walking Dead. I, I can't really remember the last time we had – you know, just kind of basically a feel-good episode <laughs> of The Walking Dead. So it was kind of different. Um, on the one hand, I, I kind of liked the time skip, and I sort of liked the way they revealed that with the picture of Carl with the eye patch. you know, because... Or, well, not the eye patch, but I guess bandage or whatever. But, I mean, that would tell you right there that, you know, this isn't the next day because, you know, he's not going to wake up the next day and get a picture taken and then framed. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I thought that was pretty well done. Um, um, I liked the, uh, I liked the, the uh, Rick Michonne stuff at the end. That was interesting. I think they've been, they did a good job building to that for a long time. I thought that was well done. Um, I'm with you guys as far as the unbelievability of Deanna being out there. Um, when I first, when they were first like teasing her, like walking around out there and Carl looking surprised or disturbed, um, my initial thought, I, I kind of wondered if it was going to be like zombie Lori that has stumbled along all this way since she's sort of mis- disappeared under mysterious circumstances. But, uh, but no, it was Deanna. Um, and I guess that's about it. Uh, some of the Jesus stuff was f- 
miraculous to the point of what? Like how in the world did he suddenly end up on top of their uh, truck? But it was it was fun stuff. So you know, I'm, I will add one more thing to what didn't work. Uh-huh. The fact that Jesus got out of those knots that quickly, thought <laughs> they would have just wrapped him in a rope. <laughs> instead of just tying him up because obviously he can get out I'm worried about what happened to Daryl because Daryl's watching him you know what did you do Dar- what did you do to Daryl if anything uh, but yeah that's another thing that did work for me was the fact that they were stupid enough not to just we're just going to coil you in a rope and pray you to, and hog tie you and <laughs> pray to God you don't get out uh, oh he was also locked in right uh, I don't know it's kind of weird he's Jesus he can do miraculous stuff I guess <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, what was the smartest thing uh, somebody did in the episode, and what was the dumbest thing somebody did in the episode, uh, Methodic John? I would say the smartest thing in the episode was taking the truck, and I would say the dumbest thing was not properly restraining the, quote, Jesus character right (laughs) off the bat. Hmm. Okay. When you say right off the bat, you mean like when he first bumps into them, or or when they uh, when they take yeah. the truck back from him, or what are you talking about? When they first bumped into him. Oh, you think they should have just tied him up right then and not let him uh, leave like they did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Uh, Brian, smartest, dumbest. Um, dumbest. Um, Basically, they should have driven right back to Alexandria, but we already discussed that. Another dumbest yep. thing was when they uh, got in that field and they started driving after Jesus. That was pretty fucking stupid. They should have just gone <laughs> off in the other direction and then say, fuck you, I'm, we're going back home. Um, that entire thing was just like, I cannot believe they're doing this. Why are they doing this? Why they're going, They can find him again. Just, just leave. Um, I think smartest thing, I don't really think this is really smart, smart, but... I, I kind of like the reason why he did it um, was um, uh, Carl not killing Di- you know zombie Diana and letting yeah. her son do it. I, I, I just like that. I thought that, that's why I'm not really smart, but I just like the idea that it's being smart. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, Mr. Bad. I was going to say Jesus stealing the truck back was smartest, but now uh, I uh, think Brian actually that that was really smart. I I, I thought that was very wise of uh, um, Carl picking up on that. You know, seeing uh-huh. uh, what's his name, uh, Dexter, what's his Spencer, Spencer, and Michonne. You know, and then realizing oh he was looking for his mom, and uh-huh. you know having lost his own mom. Um, Realizing that he'll need some closure and maybe killing, his, you know, uh, the zombie of his mom might uh, might help him. But uh, I uh-huh. have to agree with everything you said before too, though, about it being very fake. There, yeah, there's no way you know, zombified Deanna would have been uh, gotten out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's the only one. Evidently, they killed like a thousand Zeds and uh, yeah. Mayberry, ex- and then Deanna is. Uh, Walker Deanna just happened to leave. They didn't find mm-hmm. her. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Smartest, dumbest. Um, I'll say the smartest thing was Jesus. Uh, the first time he steals the truck, bumping into uh, Rick and getting the keys, and then setting off the fireworks and steering the truck. That was super clever, and they totally fell for it. Um, and the dumbest thing. Um, 
I'll just go with what you guys said about, uh, especially when they're chasing Jesus around the field for no particular reason. <laughs> I mean, they got him off. That's all you need. Just leave. Um, all right. Uh, questions raised by this episode. Uh, any questions, mysteries, or unresolved issues raised by this episode? Uh, anybody got anything? I got a couple of things. What do you guys think? Well, the only thing I have is Diana knowing what's coming, and then she leaves Alexandria as in his olive white form. So, not really, you know, questions raised, but I still don't like that. But anyways, you can do uh, well, there is, of course, the issue of Jesus himself. Uh, who is this guy? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Does he work for this Negan guy from earlier or what? And I think some of us, you know, I know I already know this answer from the comics, but uh, uh, who, who does anybody present not know what the deal I, is with Jesus? I do not know. I, I know enough um, uh. from what uh, I've slightly been spoiled uh i won't say but i do know a little bit about him but uh very little um so not since you're the one that doesn't know uh got any guesses oh i would i would guess that you know uh, it was his truck he was like a scout or somebody um you know trying to from another community reaching out to establish relationships and to trade shit and uh, actually bring about uh, what, you know, Rick was talking about, a new world. Um, uh-huh. And that's what was funny, you know, that this is the the guy, the savior that he was looking for, and, he, you know, they kick him around and they beat him up and they don't trust him. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I thought it was just very amusing. I thought it was a great uh, allegory and just a parody, you know. <laughs> I mean, literally, Rick is looking for a messiah to help him bring about this uh, new world. Here's this guy from another community with food he wants to trade, get relationships. <laughs> His name's Jesus. <laughs> they beat the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, didn't, they didn't really beat the crap out of him, did they? I mean... Oh, not really. No, I think they beat the crap out of him. They, you know, they knocked him unconscious. Oh, look, the car did that when it was rolling backwards. That wasn't anything anybody did on purpose, I don't think. They were going to leave him uh, on the road tied up, hogtied. Yeah, I mean, that that was pretty nasty. I suppose, but he's Jesus. They knew he could get out of that. (laughs) The thing with him, I didn't even know they had an actor for him. I didn't expect to see him until almost the end of the series. Wow. when I, I predicted him, I jokingly predicted he was going to be in the next episode last week, and I was like, I had no clue because I hadn't even watched it yet. Really? Wow. I had no clue because I was doing this. I was doing fake spoilers, and I had something else on in the background, so I wasn't even watching it. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I still don't like the way they introduced him, though. I still don't like it. But huh, okay. It, it, I almost expected him to do a little, like, like a little jig and dance side <laughs> Because of the way he moves, it's it just, it's just, he seemed very comical. So yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Very lighthearted. <laughs> okay. Um, anybody got any good quotes from this episode? I don't think I have any. Anybody get any? No, I didn't. I didn't catch any. Other than Rick, we have to talk. But I would. Okay. Uh, there was something. That, there was something that Eugene said at the car. It's like hunky dory or something like that. I I, I I had that, didn't write it down. Now I've forgotten what he said. I think that was the only, and it was dealing with the grain. I was yeah. I, there was that there was that. I thought it was kind of funny. Other than that, it, I was like, nah, not really. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what it was either. <laughs> or it's or the other quote was going to be, uh, "Daryl, no, just don't, don't Rick, don't, no." Oh. <laughs> that was the other one. Yes, <laughs> that's that's interesting because I thought that was actually a great uh, acting between Daryl and uh, Doctor Denise, and then Daryl and uh, um, Eugene, and Daryl just sort of had the same dumb expression on his face, like. What are you idiots saying? Okay. Uh, there, there's also another one okay. um, too that I kind of like. She's like when um, the doctor says to him about pop, and he's like, he's like, what's pop? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Ohio. Yeah, like that yeah. means anything to him. Uh, he still doesn't know what pop is. <laughs> but apparently he does, right? Because he figures it out, I guess. Oh well, yeah, I, I think he does. But it would be like, okay, you know, you don't know what pop is. Oh, I'm from Ohio. I just like the way she said yeah. that. Like, who cares if right. you're Ohio? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess it's time for the Walker of the Week. I was just going to say, did anybody but, realize what uh, soda pop, what brand they were looking for? Uh, well, it was Orange Crush, wasn't it? Oh, okay. I thought it was orange, or, an orange drink. I, I, I just got a glimpse. I could not remember. Yeah, I think it was Orange Crush. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hopefully, really obvious uh, product placement. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that is a, uh, a positive memory for uh, Tara and, uh, you know, not like some horrible nightmare, you know, of her brother <laughs> pouring Orange Crush over her while, you know, they uh, poured ants over her or something like that. Nothing. <laughs> I'm actually kind of uh, curious about how shocked, and he probably knew about this before, but... Whether or not his his act, uh, what uh, Norman Reedus when he was acting, when she was like, "Oh yeah, Tara likes you," she says in her sleep. I'm really trying to figure out if he's like, "You're a lesbian." So, <laughs> so I mean, I I, I I just don't know if part of his reaction was surprise, as well. No, 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, too much. You would think he would see this, but you don't know. Now that I think about it, who the hell talks about soda pop in their sleep? That's interesting. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of weird I'm just surprised they didn't add a how do you know she talks in her sleep about soda pop I really expected that to come out of his mouth oh, I don't know Daryl's a little more enlightened than he looks sometimes oh I, I know I, I know but I would not have been surprised if the writers did that just for comic relief yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know um, Orange Crunch is a song too by R.E.M. she could have been thinking of the song or the song could have been playing in her head um, true, true. She could also be a fan of uh, Denver. They used to talk about Denver, uh, the Orange Crush. They used to wave orange towels. I don't know what that is. A football team. Uh, the, uh, the Denver um, Broncos. Uh, yeah. Orange was a big part of their uniform, and they used to have, uh, you know, back when they every, I think Pittsburgh had the terrible towels. Everybody had towels who were waving around. They sold towels to everyone, and uh, they had orange towels, and uh, the Denver's defense was known as the Orange Crush. Oh, okay, okay. What does that have to do with towels, though? Uh, well, they were orange. It was just something, you know, uh, during the 80s, they sold. It was something to sell morons in stadiums. Uh, don't you remember Pittsburgh, the terrible towels? They had yellow towels. They would all uh, shake and as they yelled and screamed, you know. Cause you, uh, no, but I'll like, take your word for it. It was <laughs> something, you know, to see. I mean, uh, you, tens of thousands of uh, towels, you know, it's a nice uh, motif. <laughs> but uh, Wow. 
I guess it's good for the towel market. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, $25 a pop for, uh, for a little yellow towel. Wow, good grief. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys ready for the Walker of the Week? Ready, sir. Yes, please. More please. <laughs> well, I guess I'm supposed to do something. Uh, maybe. May- I don't know. Maybe. Walker Okay, this is the award we give for our favorite Walker of the Week. Uh, the suspense is killing me. What Walker will it be this week? Uh, or a character that behaved in a manner no better than a Walker. So who gets your award, Methodic John? And Methodic John's gone again. <laughs> who gets your award, Brian? Um, Seth is the son, right? Uh, you mean Spence- Spencer? Spencer. You Spencer, that's his name. Him, because he's the only one who killed anything this week. And he's a secondary character. I think he's going to bite it before the end of the, 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 season, uh, the series, or uh, the season. Sorry. I, I think, think that's a. I think that's a great choice. Except that we're doing Walker of the Week, not Roger Award. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's right. Da, 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 da. Sorry. Um, it's been a very long day. Anyway, <laughs> I'll hold him for that. I want to say Jesus, but I Daryl that's <laughs> one. So, so Daryl, Daryl, why not Daryl? Daryl. What, for awesome. stealing his food? and uh... Yeah, because he's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Mr. Bad. Oh, um, I thought um, Rick was a real dick in this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, literally. I mean, he uh, he dicked around with uh, Daryl the whole time yep. between playing the honky-tonk and then bouncing him around in the truck. And he was a dick was to Jesus, uh, you know, hog-tying him and knocking him unconscious and such. Yeah. And then he was a real dick to Michonne, but uh, I guess she enjoyed that. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, funny. You see, I thought him dicking around with Daryl, you know, that was the reason why this episode didn't get a four. Because I really didn't enjoy it. Because, you know, this is kind of like... Hey, this I, you know this guy's my good friend. I'm gonna screw with him. I, so that's why I couldn't give it. To him. I mean, just because. I mean, he was just he was so funny with it because it would be like something. I, oh, my, my best friend's in the back of the car and there's a corpse next to him, and I'm gonna make sure he you know it goes on top of him constantly just to be yeah, funny. Yeah. I saw. I, I found that very yeah yeah it was dickish, but it was very appropriate for friends. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. <laughs> so and especially playing the music, he's like, I know you hate this. I'm playing it. <laughs> no, don't, don't. I mean, the begging was, I'm like, I mean, he could just turn it off. But, of course, Rick does nothing but turn it up. He's like, yeah, I'm going to force you to like this music bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that, too. Um, uh, is it me? Or Mythic John, are you back yet? No, I'm not back. Then it's you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll give it to the obvious oh, uh, person. Oh, I him, really, for a second there. <laughs> No, you didn't. I'm good. Hey, you're cutting him off. He's back. Is he, is he back? What? Ah, this is Methodic John. I can see <laughs> Okay, um, I'll, I'll give my uh, walk of the week to the obvious walker, uh, that being Deanna. Um, practically the only walker in the episode. I guess there were those three in the field or whatever, but, uh, you know. We'll I will say you. one thing. There was that cool effect with that one uh, walker that Michonne killed that had like a hole in its neck. Did you guys uh-huh. see that? Um, that was a cool effect. The first one that he killed that was going after uh, Spencer. Yeah. They, they CG'd it. I think that was, I was like, that's cool. Ooh, okay. 
Yeah, I, I I remember the walker. I'm I don't know if I spotted the hole or not, but I bet it was pretty awesome. You saw it on a movie screen. How could you not see it? Did I? You did, you went last week, didn't you? Did we go last week or the week before? I think you went last week to the uh, theater. Um, I, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It does not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All I know is that it was it. You know. One of these days, I'm probably gonna, I'm going to go with you guys and just say screw it to the fucking spoilers, and because I want to see it on the big screen. Maybe it's maybe the series finale. Hey, that that would be awesome. We should totally do that. <laughs> All right, uh, Roger Ward. Oops, sorry. I was trying to look and see the name of the actor who played uh, Paul slash Jesus. No, it's like Tom Payne, something like that. Yeah, because I'm actually at the AMC site and. He, they just still list all these people who have, you know, were on the show for like three episodes and they're dead. Oh, Tom I, Payne. I was right, Tom Payne. I, oh. That surprised me. I saw that once today. <laughs> Tom Payne, yeah. Paul Rovia is his real name. They don't they don't list him as Jesus in here, so I was like, shit. But yeah, I, Tom, Tom Payne. I'd swear that his name in the com is. I'd swear that his last name in the comics is different than in the show. I honestly don't remember. I just always remember him as Jesus. Yeah. I remember it's Paul something, but I don't remember what his last name is. But I swear that's different. I don't know. Might be. They change stuff all, all the time in this thing, so why not? True. True, true, true. All right. Uh, let's roll on into the Roger Award. I was just going to he, he's another Brit. Oh, boy. <laughs> another one. Oh, no. Roger. And there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. Got this, man. We got this by the ass. Roger, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Perfect. Roger! Roger, watch it! That is wrong! Okay, this, of course, is the award we uh, give each week to the character who kicked the most ass in the episode, uh, but with a stipulation that it's also a character who uh, we think might potentially get killed off at some point. Probably not one of the mains, but somebody we think actually might die at some point. Uh, so, who gets your Roger Award, Brian? I guess we already know this. Spencer, right? I guess I'll say Spencer. Now, I was gonna, I was gonna say someone like Daryl, but <laughs> just to, just to change it up because someone said that he's got a new series coming out on AMC, and I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> that's not a spoiler because. The thing he's doing, he could easily still do The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping they don't because he's a fantastic character. Uh, but yes, yeah, Spencer, just because the fact that I think with him being the last of his family, killing off his mom um, pretty much makes him like, okay, I'm food. Now, whether or not he'll do it himself, meaning that he'll be like, I'm depressed because all my family's dead. Therefore, now I'm going to put myself into really stupid situations. I don't know. So they could easily just do a 180 on this character and make him to be like – you know, much better than, you know, than what he's been before in the past. Mm -hmm. So who's a, who knows? Who knows? Right. But I think him, yeah. All right. Um, Mr. Bad. Uh, I thought, uh, Jesus, Paul, look, uh, I thought he was a great character, but, uh, you know, um, 
it would be pretty boring if uh, Rick's dream world of, uh, you know, a new world uh, came together. Uh, but this is certainly hope of that, you know, another another group, somebody willing to trade, establish relationships, uh, get start a little safety and numbers kind of thing, and uh, that would be great. But I have a feeling Negan's going to come in and uh, put the kibosh on it. But. So you don't think that Jesus is working for Negan? No, I do not, no. Okay. Okay, interesting. Uh, Methodic John, are you back still? No? Yes? No? Maybe? Guess not. Um, I will also say Spencer. Um, He took the initiative to go out looking for his mom. Uh, He seems like he's trying to be responsible. And he, you know, with a little help, he succeeded. Uh, And I definitely think he could get killed off sometime soon. So I'll agree with Brian and give it to Spencer. Let's see. Um, I don't really have anything for zombie analysis. I do. I do. Oh, you I, do? Okay. Yes, I do. Okay, Diana getting out of Alexandria. We got out the bumper, man. What? I'll take your questions. There's a man going around taking names. These creatures cannot be considered. They pray on you. Okay, Brian, take it away. The new zombie analysis is Diana, knowing shit's going down in Alexandria, and in her zombie form, decides, you know, I'm going to leave Alexandria. <laughs> so I'm being kind of snarky with the same point, using it uh. in the zombie analysis. Because, frankly, I just don't understand how that could have happened. I'm, I do, I'll probably this, I don't like that she got out. I do like how they use her to, to kind of build up Spencer and say, hey, you have a family here. I do like the way they used her. I just don't mm-hmm. like the fact that she having to get, I mean, I know it's, it's a plot device. I understand that. I get it. Um, it just it frustrates the living hell out of me that out of all these zombies, that's the one that gets out of Alexandria. Out of all of the ones they killed, it just that just it just it's like this is like winning the lottery for a zombie. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Maybe she used her status as mayor of the town to slip past everyone. Probably, but still, it, it's just very very frustrating for me. I mean. Uh. Very frustrating for me, but I do like the way what they. I do like how they used it. I just don't. I just it. It just it's it's totally unbelievable for me. That's why I get this. Cool, understandable. Okay, I guess we're to the survival segment. Give me that dog. What do you mean? I mean, give me that dog. What are you gonna do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb vibe will go off. The dog's gotta go. We're going to need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's got to go. Don't you take care of Won't do you any good to cry. It's all over. For a little while, you'll be thanking me. Get rid of that dog and help it off a lot. Oh, my God. You'll be glad we don't have that extra pair of lungs when you're laying here gasping for breath. 
Okay, in tonight's scenario, uh, you're out scouting for supplies, and you've been gathering supplies, and you've got you've got them stashed in this truck. And all of a sudden, these two yahoos show up and take your truck full of supplies. Uh, so, what's your plan of action? What do you do, Brian? Really easy. Okay, so I try my best to run after them, going through the woods and whatnot. I yeah. wait for them to stop. Then I put a timed explosive device, huh. with his, I don't know, the lid of a trash can, yep. let it walk, run into them, steal their keys, wow. wait for them to let me go because hoping that they're good people. Yep. I have to go off and then steal the truck and go back to where I, where I went. Huh. Okay. Hopefully not with a uh, vending machine in back and I don't lose a tire. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, his plan, what he did, because I, I think this was staged. <laughs> running into him, this was staged. Obviously, it was staged. But, you know, he, what he did was completely perfect. The only problem with him getting away was that he got off that tire. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fan theory going around that he, he didn't really even get a flat tire, that he, like, let them catch up to him on purpose just to, like, feel him out more. Um, I also don't like to enter into this section because I'm a dog lover. I have to turn it off every single time because I, I hate the sound of that dog. <laughs> I mean, don't change it. Don't change it. Uh, oh, I hate the sound. I got to turn it off. Have uh, you ever seen the actual scene? I do have the video, but I've not watched it yet. <laughs> I should totally watch it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I want to. That's that's what's really keeping me. Because there was um, Steve. You have you played the uh, season two of The Walking Dead for, by Telltale Games? Yes. Okay, remember we got to the part with the dog, uh, where she threw the dog off her because the dog was hungry and it oh, went on yeah, these spikes. Yeah, yeah I had yeah, problems yeah. getting past that at part of the episode. I was like, I'm, I'm, okay, I can't pass it. It bites her arm, and that's what uh, when they go. The oh, I mean, no, she was completely right in what she did, but yeah. it was like, you know, but it was it just felt really yeah, bad. Like I have a trauma. I have to choose to kill a fucking dog. I just <laughs> trying to kill her. I know. I, like I said, I don't blame the character. I just didn't like the scene. Uh, he didn't like being forced into that choice. Huh? I'm like, why do I have to do this? Anyways, you're from Steve. You know, um, the, it would be a miracle because if I knew these were guys from Alexandria, um, I might be able to cut across country in a more direct line, but the chances of the road having to bend or, you know, de detour and me being able to run, say, half a mile while the road detoured, you know, a mile or two or three or four, I think that's ridiculous. And Rick even said that was one of the crazy things. They took a different route than the route they came, which... Mm -hmm. um, so I just... I didn't know how G Jesus would... Uh, know where they were going and be able to catch up. I mean, I, there's no way in my mind, unless he had a motorcycle. Well, the thing is, is that what happens when they run after him and they end up catching up with him? I mean, there are many roads he probably could have gone down, but like, oh, we attracted him. So he could have easily had the same ability. I think a better survival segment for this would have been if you were Carl and Enid and you saw uh, Diana, would you kill her or not? Or would you lead them back to Spencer? I think that would have been a better one for this week. Oh, we, we can tackle that too. Why not? Sure. What, what would you do in that situation? Promise I wouldn't change anything because I understand. Personally, me, if I didn't know who she was, I'd say kill a bitch. But based on what um, 
Enid is my, was my problem with that scene because she should have, I mean, he should have, I'll probably this, uh, Carl should have explained it to her instead of just dismissing her. I didn't like yeah. that. He should have said, they're family, we need to do this, and I think she would have been click and be like, okay, I, I understand what you're saying, instead of just dismissing her and making her go back to uh, Alexandria. I did not like that part of that scene. Yeah, um, Carl, him, Carl but, seemed kind of sullen towards uh, Enid in this episode, I thought. Yeah, I mean, but him going and doing it, I had no problem with what he was, because I understood what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but his treatment of Enid, I thought was kind of dickish. Uh-huh. But maybe that's the Grimes this week. They're all being dicks. <laughs> maybe like, so. so who knows? I mean, I, I just think he really should have said, this is why I'm doing this. Because that's the problem with a lot of people, with even in our world, is the fact that no one says, this is why I'm doing it. Just so you understand, they just let people just make up whatever they want in their head. Right. And there's too much misunderstanding. So yeah. and I think that's going to that's going to hurt their relationship. Okay. Um, and how about you, Mr. Bed? What would you do in that situation? The Enid situation where they... Yes. I... I probably would ask Carl why you want don't want to kill her right away. What are you doing with, uh, with him? I might uh-huh. ask. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I would just want you to leave. I thought Carl was a little abrupt. I should have just said, hey... This is Deanna. We saw, you know, um, her son and Michonne. I'm gotta be looking for her. Let's um, let him find her. Mm-hmm. But that, of course, would have uh, taken off what little uh, <laughs> um, unknown there was. But uh, <laughs> I have an even better survival situation. <laughs> okay, survivor situation number three. What You're you on got? the couch with a black woman, and she's hot. Yeah. And you're holding hands. What do you uh-huh. do? What do you do? Well, you say uh, that's you, joke, by the way. You, you give her some effect. breath mints. <laughs> First, how about that's a pretty important, Maggie, baby. <laughs> I'm actually kind of, I'm actually kind of, I, I like this relationship dynamic. Um, so I hope they just don't use it for a reason to kill off Michonne. <laughs> well, that's some people's um, the worry that they think I'm going to fall in love with Rick Grimes and therefore now I'm going to die. Now we have no basis on. But, uh-huh. Well, actually, we kind of do. I mean, we do have Jesse, <laughs> yes, but and Lori. So yeah, but let's hope it doesn't happen. Methodic John, baby. Hmm. He's out of the call. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's I out of the call. I guess he's gone. Gone. Uh, let's see. Uh, what would I do in these three situations? Um, let's see. Uh, I think maybe I would hobble Deanna. Maybe kneecap her a little bit. Uh, just to. Make her, you know, less uh, mobile till we can get Spencer over there to finish the job. Um, as far as I'm Jesus and somebody stole my truck, assuming it's my truck, uh, I don't think I'd try to approach them directly. I think I'd try to maybe track them back to their base and observe, you know, from a distance for a while before I decided what I was going to do next. And black woman on a couch. Uh, well, I'm married, so you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cheat on on my lovely wife. So uh, I'll, I might give her some breath mints, uh, but that's as far as that's gonna go because I'm a gentleman. And plus, that's the best survival strategy when dealing with my wife. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, avoid that. <laughs> All right. Because uh, personally, she'll kill you if you do. <laughs> 
All right, uh, time for predictions and theories. The Dharma Initiative called it the This man and his team created a series of equations which tell us with a high degree of probability where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window determined extrapolating sound and vision. Okay, this is a bit where we each make a spoiler-free prediction for something that we think is going to happen by the end of this season. Uh, So have you got a prediction for us, Brian? Okay, what I've heard is that the last episode is supposed to be really, 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 really sad. Oh, wow. Wait, this is this is not spoilers. No, I, I'm I'm guessing at this point. Oh, I um, thought you said this you heard is not, that. This has nothing to do with comic books. This is it's supposed. To, I mean, you know, think bad things are supposed to happen between now and the end. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if Judith is going to be a actual casualty of it because huh, okay. she's. I mean, technically, she's not in this world per the comic book. I'm wondering if it's really sad then. That's a possibility. But however, as a prediction, I'll do that later. As a prediction, I would say I have no effing clue because they're changing way too much stuff. And I really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I joked last week about Jesus. Uh, I mean, I was just joking. I didn't even know that he was being cast as a, as a player. So, I mean, I can say Negan as much as I'd like because that name has come out. But frankly, I have no effing clue where they're going at this point besides going – Besides going to wherever Jesus comes from, and hopefully that's not introducing Negan, but I don't know. I do not know what's going on. All right. Uh, Mr. Bad, you got a prediction? Oh, well, my initial prediction was so effing lame. It was that uh, the truck would turn out to have been Jesus' truck. But uh, It sounds like we're pretty much assuming that that at this point, although I have to admit that did not occur to me upon first viewing. Uh, well, that's my prediction. I'll also say I, I do think Jesus will die before the end of the season. Um, and then rise again in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will amend it. I will say he will appear to die and then come back in the seventh season. <laughs> are we? Is this season six? What are we on now? Season six. My goodness. <laughs> wow. Not bad. I will predict that before the season is over, we'll get another look at Carl's uh, eye socket, and it'll look like super awesome somehow. Yeah. Maybe uh, Enid will, like, stroke his empty eye socket or something. Okay, really, you're you're going into um, into, into, into other characters. (laughs) What? (laughs) We'll talk about it when we go to the other thing, and you'll understand what I'm saying. Other thing, okay. All right, I guess the other thing that uh, Brian is referring to is the spoiler quarantine. So uh, okay. I guess we'll hit the spoiler quarantine. Initiating spoiler quarantine. Okay, get it off your chest, Brian. What you got? Okay, there is the, the last comic that came out. Uh, Carl lost something else. Oh, really? His virginity, and that's what the girl did. She really? Was, she was interested in his eye socket. I thought you'd read it. That's why I thought you uh, you said what you did. No, uh, I have not read also, that. Also, Negan is supposed to be introduced at the last episode, so who dies, who doesn't die. It might be, you know, well, Glenn's supposed to die in the comic. I hope they don't get rid of him. No, People are thinking that, oh, it's going to be Daryl. No. And I'm like, 
I just wanted to be somebody because really we haven't had any major deaths in a long time. So right. someone's gonna die. I hope it's not Abraham because frankly I want to see that Dolphins move butt butt again. So, um, but no, I feel, like, I, mean, I feel like Abraham isn't big enough for the Negan death. No, he probably like, is. But that's why I'm thinking maybe Judith because of the fact that I don't I'm think she's a got big word I'm sorry I got these mixed up, but I mean Judith. I really, I mean, I really kind of, I don't want, her, I don't want the kid to die, but the kid's an anchor. So I'm thinking something's got to happen. Meg, the last what? of the Herschel uh, family, other than, uh, yeah, the last of the Herschel family, and you know, Glenn's wife and their, their unborn child, it's gonna be Maggie. Oh, you think Maggie? Um, I mean, that's one thing. I, I, I maybe. I mean, because the it depends on what the actors want to do. I mean, they may not want to be on the show forever. But in the comic, they kill off Glenn, and I like Glenn as a character. I hope they don't. But the problem is, the only other substitute for me would be Daryl, and I, that would be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I well, think. I do think Glenn and Daryl are the front runners. Uh, I could also see a potential for them uh, doing Carol, though. She would be pretty big. No, you can't get rid of Carol. She is I sure hope not. A couple of weeks, so yeah, it's possible. I mean, we haven't seen her since the. Uh, we haven't seen her since the what, the Furies. Well, we we it's been one episode. We haven't seen her. But, yeah. yeah. This is one episode that, like I said. I enjoyed it, but there were so many things that I just frustrated the hell out of me. Oh. Uh, that's but, that's one thing that did bug me about the uh, the two month jump is that uh, we didn't get any kind of uh, uh, carryover uh, from you know any repercussions from Morgan's you know action. Fifteen seconds to quarantine failure. Well. Hiding though. I, I read an article of what we missed. No. Uh-huh. We missed um, Carl's memory loss. We missed him. I mean, not not who his mommy is. We missed um, quite a few other different things that, frankly, I'm glad we don't have to go through. Like uh, the the phone again comes into play with with Rick and Lori's voice. I'm just glad we didn't have to go through that again. What? Yes, that was in the comic. Oh, in the comic. Yeah, I mean, oh, they right. could have they could have said, "Hey, we're going to do this stuff to you." Uh-huh. Just complete pricks. I'm glad they, they skipped over two months. I really am glad they skipped over two months. Okay. okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so I guess that's also like two months since uh, Daryl blew up Negan's uh, scouting party, too. So, Well, I did tell you about that one. This is not a spoiler, but there was a car in the background that yeah, blown up and yeah. stuff. So he may already know who they are or someone's there. And I and see the thing is with Jesus, I remember very little. I mean, I really need to go back and read the comics. But this is we're getting to the point where now I don't know what's going on. I know Hilltop and I know other things, yeah, but yeah. by name, that's it. I don't know storylines, so I know little things here and there, which is what I kind of wanted to get to because I don't like knowing what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably because it's it's really nice to watch something. I'm like, okay, I have an idea. This is better now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, anybody got any closing thoughts before we wrap it up? Okay. Well, let's uh, wrap it up then. Uh, glad you guys could make it once yep. again. Have a wonderful uh, night. A big old middle finger to uh, Michael for not showing up. No. <laughs> I'll leave the boy alone. He's young. He probably has a girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. Namaste and good night. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.